Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action, and joining me as always is my friend, the professional better. You know him as so many sports and so money. You're heading to a huge game for your Vancouver Canucks tonight. So we're recording this early on, on, on Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. And at this time, as of right now, favorites in the NHL are still on a 22-game winning streak. <laughs> 2-0 and on Friday night, 14-0 and on Saturday, and 6-0 and on Sunday. Uh, and the two of us were just talking about this trend and kind of how to approach it. And I think we both kind of settled on one spot uh, for betters to kind of keep in the back of your mind, which is keep this thing, keep this trend, keep how bookmakers are pricing favorites in your pocket for when we get to the playoffs. Yeah. The, you know, like I'd, we see this every year. At this time of year, the favorites really start hitting, right? Um, you have teams that um, there's some teams that just pack it in, right? There's like, um, and and this is the time of year when when we see a, a lot of the heavy favorites start start coming in. The issue with this year is that the favorites have had um, they've been hitting all year, right? And 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 we've touched on this before. This year in the NHL, there's such a big disparity between the really good teams and the really bad teams, and there's not there's not much left in the middle where you would see some of those middle tier teams kind of pulling off some upsets. That middle tier has shrunk this year as well. So I would say that stay patient. Um, we knew that the favorites start hitting at this time of year. Playoffs are a completely different story, right? Like, uh, like a lot of those playoff games become become coin flips, um, and if you have situations where teams are priced as if they should be in the regular season, you're gonna have some, you should have some some advantages in the playoffs, starting to hit dogs in in coin flip games. Yeah, I think uh, the NHL media loves to overreact to what's going on at at all times, and right now you're gonna see and think pieces deep dives on whether or not offense is really what wins championships. And yeah. sure it, it helps to, to have a good offense and in, in the playoffs. But the problem is that you go from in the regular season, if you're, you know, the flames or the Maple Leafs, you go from playing the ducks one night and then the next night you're playing the senators. And then maybe the next night you're playing Tampa Bay. Um, and maybe on that Tampa Bay game, they're playing a back-to-back. So Brian Elliott's playing or something like that. So you go from those type of situations, which are common in the regular season to very rare in the, playoffs where you're playing good teams with most likely good goaltenders every night. Um, so that's, that's why I think we're going to, to see some really good betting opportunities on, on these dogs uh, as, as we get into the tournament in a couple weeks, two weeks from tonight, I believe uh, by the time you're listening to this on Tuesday, April 19th. Um, but still a 22 game winning streak for favorites is not enough for us to stay off our favorite part of the program where we pick out our favorite underdog for Tuesday night. And for me, it's the Winnipeg Jets. They're plus 165 on the road, taking on the New York Rangers, who are minus 190. The over-under here is six. The reason I'm interested in the Jets is because the Rangers and Jar Gallant, their head coach, they've talked about how they're kind of they're going to be managing minutes for players to keep them fresh 
going into the playoffs. That includes perhaps Igor Shosturkin. Uh, this game is sure the Rangers are uh, trying to win the division, even though maybe it's not in their best interest to do so because uh, they'll get a tougher first round matchup. But uh, I don't think even that is going to stop Gallant from from managing the workload for some of his star players and his goaltender. So we could see uh, either Alexander Georgiev start for for the Rangers or we might see some guys sit. Um, though we saw Alex Lafreniere came out of the lineup a couple games ago. Anyone who's like a little bit banged up or nicked up might come out. So I do think that the Jets of all the underdogs, and there are some really big underdogs on this 10-game slate, the Jets are the one um, with the most betting appeal to me. I agree with you in in that the Rangers, uh, this this is an an inflated number here. Um, I just worry that um, the 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 back to back Florida losses for the Jets that was probably the final nail in the in the slim playoff hopes here for the Jets. At the same time, I'm not going to be running to bet this Rangers number either. So I I think that. Um, I would be interested in the Jets there as well. Um, obviously, we have to monitor the goaltending. We'll 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 get a a better number if um, if uh, Igor's in net. Um, the market does love the Jets overs right now, um, and I could see that continuing with the overtaking money, even if Igor is in net. So, um, I think that it will be those two: the Jets money line and the over, where I would be I'll be focusing in on. All right, uh, we'll move on now to the main part of the slate. We'll start with Minnesota. They're minus 275, traveling to Montreal, plus 220. The Habs are, and the over here is six and a half. Uh, I've got nothing, uh, no betting interest here. The Wild, uh, I will say, I, I think that Minnesota is going to get a, a real tough um, first round matchup against the Blues. And I think betters are generally infatuated with the Wild. And I think that might be a mistake for that, but that's for another time. Uh, for this one, it's just the number is just nowhere near big enough for me to get involved on Montreal. And um, I'm not looking to lay minus 275, even with favorites running like they are. Yeah. Besides a couple of coin flip losses to the Blues in a, and a game that snowballed against them against the Predators, there was also that um, overtime loss um, against the Penguins in there as well. Uh, the Wild have been playing well for a month now, and it, that, that includes uh, beating teams that that they were supposed to be in pretty tricky situations. Um, there is um, a COVID testing situation for the Wild with their flight into Canada. They uh, there was a there was a delay there, so we're so we're waiting on on that as well. Um, I think that the money is actually going to come in on the Habs if Price and Talbot are confirmed. You could make a case for the Habs, but um, considering the Wild's current form, it would take. A lot more for me to get involved and looking at the wild long term i would agree with you i think that they might be peaking too early here um but but that series against the blues i think that's going to be that's going to be a long series and um we've mentioned this before i think that a long series between the wild and the blues is really going to favor the abs especially if colorado gets matched up against um our our natural predators <laughs> or i mean look it could be the canucks you never know uh the well, well if the abs play the canucks the yeah the canucks are, are going to shock the world that's right uh and then they'll beat the blues and look out uh <laughs> all right we'll move on the detroit red wings they're plus 360 taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are minus 500. They are the biggest favorite on the slate by not that much, but still are. The over-under here is six and a half. It looks like Tampa Bay, um, after kind of a malaise through March and early April, have started to get their act together, let's say. Uh, but but while while they were going through that little doldrum portion of their schedule, they were banged up. You know, Ryan McDonough was out. 
Uh, Nikita Kucherov had just come back in after a long layoff and was getting back up to speed. And, and it does look like in, a, and I know the schedule was a little soft, um, but it does look like the, the bolts are starting to catch some form. The only thing that could be interesting here is as John Cooper has alluded to, he will be also managing the workload for his uh, goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky. So we could see Brian Elliott to his credit has been really good and just earned a one-year extension from Tampa Bay uh, for that. Um, and Alex and for the wings has been much better of late after a really, really down couple months uh, for them behind a, a really porous defense. But, you know, then Dylan Larkin's out for Detroit. This number, I mean, it's, it's high enough for me to be like, you know, what the hell with Nadelkovich if, if it is Elliot um, and, and I'll take that chance almost, but uh, I just, I haven't got there yet. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'll have anything here. The, the, the wings have caused me so many headaches this season. <laughs> Um, with their with their goaltending, um, and I I just wish I didn't get so many edges in their games, but but thankfully uh, for this one, um, I'll probably be passing. Um, the market does love the Red Wings overs. Um, the um, money comes in there quite uh, quite often. Um, I think that with Vasilevsky kind of not being at his best recently, um, I could see. I could see the more more over money coming in as well, but I think that for for this game, I'll be sitting on the sidelines. A another game with really wide odds: the Toronto Maple Leafs, their minus four seventy five hosting the Philadelphia Flyers plus three fifty. The over under here is already at seven. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how the Leafs handle their goaltending situation going forward for these games because I think they're a team that they do have a little bit to play for. They need to and are going to want to get home ice advantage in their round one series against Tampa Bay, or if it's Boston, whoever it may be. Uh, But they need to keep Jack Campbell healthy all while also keeping him or getting him back up to speed because he was off. He was, he was out for a few weeks. So just keep an eye on there. Cause if it is Eric Chalgren, I think that, you know, Philadelphia, if if you really, really want to have a terrible time could be worth a shot because he, he hasn't really been that impressive. And the, the Leafs do have a tendency to, sleepwalk in, in situations like this um and Austin Matthews could be up and so it's it there are some signals on the flyers but once again it's just like we're in this part of the year that it's 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 probably just better to tip your cap that the flyers win and and be like ah you know a little bit of FOMO isn't isn't gonna hurt anyone you know the young kids on the flyers they're actually playing well but um it looks like the veterans there they're uh they're just they're just playing out the string so I would agree with you I think that there's no even with this number, there's no reason to get involved with the with the Flyers right now. Um, for the Leafs, obviously, I'm not I'm not prepared to lay this number. Um, but if Matthews is back and we do get Martin Jones against Chalgrin, um, I will have interest in the over. Um, if we're not already at a juiced seven, so I doubt that I'll get my strike price there um, because I I do think the over will take money as as all Leafs games do now. So if you do like the over. Uh, before roster clarification, um, I would move very, very early on this over. The Florida Panthers are minus 195, traveling to Long Island, take on the Islanders, plus 165. The over under here, six and a half. The Islanders have officially uh, been eliminated from playoff contention. That's right. The eight teams with two weeks ago about, uh, or a little under two weeks ago, the eight teams have been set for the Eastern Conference, uh, although they've basically been set since Christmas. And the Panthers, uh, they're they're basically done. I, I mission accomplished for them. They're going to win the division. They're going to get home ice advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. 
it could be a, a little bit of a sleepy spot for, for Florida with the Islanders. I, I don't expect them to just play out the string. We've seen this team. They continue to, to play hard for their coach and, and the teammates. And they have a couple guys, I think, like, you know, Zidane Char, Andy Green, et cetera, guys who will be playing probably the last games of their career. Plus, uh, it should be an emotional night at, at UBS Arena with uh, it being the first game for the Islanders there since Mike Bossy passed away. I just I and and of course Ilya Sorokin has been superb for New York for the past you know six weeks or so at least. Um he's probably been the best goalie maybe in, in the entire NHL since um the Islanders came back from that Western Canadian trip a couple of months ago. Uh so there are like the Flyers, I think there are some signals pointing to the Islanders and I'll probably be on them tomorrow. Yeah, I, I have some interest in the Islanders as well. Um I I do need it to tick up a little bit higher. Um, I think that it'll probably get into range for me. Um, the, the Panthers, they are beating up on weaker teams right now. Um, and I suppose a game against the Islanders here would be would be a step up in competition. At some point here, you would think the Panthers start calling off the dogs and, and start resting guys. But I'm sure um, winning the President's Trophy is um, going to factor into that decision as well. So um, I think that the, the Panthers will continue to take money. But if this gets up a little bit higher, I think that I, I do need Sorokin in net. So mm-hmm. with um with him in net, I think that there's going to be some value on the uh, on the aisles. All right, we'll jump to Ottawa plus two hundred, traveling to Vancouver to take on York Canucks minus two forty five. The over under here is six and a half. I'm going to set this game up a little bit because there's a couple of things, right? Like if if Vancouver wins on Monday night, you're going to have to play Thatcher Demko again on in the back to back. You'd assume uh, against the Senators for the Canucks and because they basically need to to win every game uh, to, to have a chance to make the playoffs. And hey, they're the Canucks. They might just do it. Um, that said, so if if we do see them, I, I, I'll i say this. I, I have some interest in the, the Senators. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, because I think that there's some situations where I think the Canucks could, you know, whether it's a letdown spot after a win against the Stars or if it's a loss. And then all of a sudden, you know, like it's it's a tough spot to, to bounce back after such an important game. And then you have a potential for Yara Halak starting in that case. Who knows? Um, so I think maybe uh, a little bit too high the market is on on Vancouver here. Yeah, um, I'm really tense right now because of the um, Canucks game against the Dallas Stars coming up here. So I think that, as you mentioned, a lot of my thoughts on the Ottawa-Vancouver game are going to hinge on um, kind of what 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 happens in the in, in the Stars game if the Canucks do get the result here um, against Dallas, um, I could see Demko going back to back. However, it's interesting to note that Boudreaux made a comment today in the uh, in the Canucks media about how um, the Predators going back to back with Soros didn't work out for them over the weekend. So that kind of made the uh, Canucks media kind of think that we are going to see Halak tomorrow. I think that Halak has been playing better. Obviously, it's a big step down, but with the Sens confirming Forsberg on Monday night, um, they will be taking a hit on their goaltending as well with with Matt Sogard uh, probably in goal on Tuesday night. So I think those two elements should probably negate each other. Um, I think that um, the over would be the would be the way to look here if we do get um, Sogard in net for, for, for the Sens. But I do agree with you. I think that it could be a situation where if the Canucks do lose on Monday night, um, this could be a tough matchup here, and um, it will be miserable to be watching this game if the Canucks <laughs> lose on Monday night. 
All right, so they just got to take care of business on Monday night. Just, just win, baby. Just win, baby. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings are minus 180 against the Anaheim Ducks, plus 145. The over-under here is six. Uh, another big game for the Canucks, uh, this one would be. And, and the Ducks, I think, are a team that, because of their roster makeup, profile as a, at least on paper, should profile as a decent spoiler. Uh, with the, They have a goaltender, John Gibson, who is not too far removed from being one of the best goalies in the NHL. They have, you know, Trevor Zegris and, and uh, those guys going forward, those, that young roster uh, going forward. So it's, it's a team that I, uh, there's at this point in the season, you have a betting blacklist. Most people's is a lot longer than mine because I don't have any self-control and the ducks are definitely not on it for me. And and I don't, I don't think this is a terrible spot to back Anaheim actually. I look at this King schedule every day and it just frustrates me to no end knowing (laughs) that, how favorable their their schedule is here the rest of the way um at this point there's no reason for the kings to miss the playoffs if they if they do miss the playoffs with their schedule you know that 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 they didn't deserve to be in there with that said it's really tough to lay this number with them on the road right now um but the ducks are also tough to back as well um i think that we could be in a situation where um the kings do take enough money to kind of put this game into range um, hopefully we don't get there. I, I wouldn't want to bet on the Ducks, but um, I think that it is that it is possible that we could get there. All right. Uh, before we get to our top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, we'll talk about the Blue Jackets and the Sharks because we have to. Um, I got nothing here. The, the Jackets are plus 120. Sharks minus 140. The over under here is six right now. Um, these games, remember last season when the Canucks and Flames were playing those regular season games during the playoffs. Like some of these games kind of remind me of that, uh, like, you know, blue jackets and sharks on April 18th, uh, with both teams weeks removed from being eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, no, thanks. So nothing for me here. I'm with you. The sharks have lost 10 straight games. Now maybe coming back home gives them a boost. I don't know. Um, it's probably, <laughs> maybe it's been accounted in the line. Like that's not something I'm going to like spend, spend too much time on to see if it's been accounted for. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got nothing here, man. All right. Uh, with that we will move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for April 19th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Uh, we'll start with yours because it's kicks off before mine. The Boston Bruins there, plus 115 against the St. Louis Blues, minus 135. The Red Hot St. Louis Blues, uh, minus 135. The over-under here, six. Boston is going to be without Hampus Lindholm. They're going to be without David Pasternak. They're going to be without Linus Allmark for the foreseeable future. I think it doesn't sound too concerning for the playoffs, but uh, those guys are out right now. Um, The Blues, meanwhile, they are, like I said, they are just smoking hot right now. So um, what do you have for this one? Well, we have discussed uh, the Bruins quite a bit in the sense that um, they have trouble generating consistent offense when they're missing pieces from their top six. Um, we have seen that throughout the course of the year with um, Pasternak and Marchand when, and Bergeron too for a time there. Whenever they've been out of the lineup, we're seeing kind of other offensive output decreases. On the other hand, the Blues are the most balanced team in the league in terms of goal production throughout their lineups. And you can just see that with the number of 20 goal scorers they have this year. Um, Swayman, he did look good on Saturday. Um, and with Allmark out, maybe he's starting to find the find his form again as we rotate back and forth here on um, 
on on who's in form for the Bruins and Ned. Um, these teams did play last week. It was an under game, even though the final score landed on six. Um, I have, um, I will be on the under here, um, assuming that Swayman and Huso do get the starts. The Blues they do take a lot of over money in the in the market right now, so I think that waiting it out for a bit will get us a good a good number on the uh, on the under six in this game, which is going to be uh, my best bet here. For me, I like the Calgary Flames. They're minus 145 right now against the Nashville Predators, who are plus 125. But I do wonder if Nashville will take some money because um, Jacob Marstrom is starting for the Flames on Monday night. Of course, he, he should be starting uh, for the Flames on Monday night. So we could see uh, Dan Vladar in net for the Flames. And I think that the overreaction uh, that will come when he is confirmed should give us some value on a team that should dominate possession and the shot clock in a game against the Predators a team that we have made no secret about think is overperforming uh, based on a couple of scintillating individual seasons from guys like Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, and of course you Soros and goal um, never fun to bet against Soros though. His form over the past couple months, isn't where it was uh, when we saw him in the beginning of the year where he was close to Vezina level. So despite the goaltending edge, I think that this number is going to get into range and laying Minus, you know, 145 even on a Calgary team that should have a lot of the puck and generate a ton of chances all the while playing good defense against a Predators attack that doesn't generate all that much should be enough. So I like Calgary minus 145 or better on the road in Nashville. I'm completely with you here. I think that I think that Vladar has actually been uh, trending better in his um, in his spot starts. Um, so I think that there is going to be an overreaction. For some reason, the the market still loves the Preds quite a bit, um, and I can see a situation where um, Calgary is going to get into range for um, for me as well to make a play here. All right, so there we go. We got the the Bruins, the Blues game, the Flames, a little maybe sprinkle on the Jets and the Rangers, and of course uh, we will be rooting for for the Canucks because one hopefully one of our teams get into the playoffs. And uh, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you leave us a review. Uh, a five-star review and leave your Twitter handle in the review. You automatically be entered into a contest to win the NHL Jersey of your choice. Uh, That contest runs through the end of the regular season. So be sure to get it in. Uh, And on that note, another episode of line changes in the books for so many sports for Michael Leboff. We wish you all the best of your luck with your bets on Tuesday night and go Canucks. Go Canucks.